Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. You're listening to Ready, Set, Sold, and I'm your host, Brian Vogt. Hope you're having a great day. Hey, it's good to know that I know I know the Cardinals, and this is pre-recorded a few days in advance. Uh, they're hanging on. Uh, they're hanging on. So at least at least the games as we speak right now are meaningful, and you never know. So I just want to give a shout out to the Cards. I know it's been an up and down season, but uh, wishing the best and and, and hoping that uh, we at least get a wild card position. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, uh, yeah, I kind of want to maybe go a little bit into the show as far as what we're going to be talking about today. And we're at step eight, and we're talking about the book. Uh, it's a best-selling book I wrote, Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House, Fast and for Top Down in St. Louis Metro East. And step eight is why catch them at the curve isn't just a catchy phrase for sellers. And it's so true. Uh, the biggest reasons, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in this segment, I'll give you the number one reason why that is so important. And then in segment two, we're going to be talking about uh, why less rather than more is a winning strategy when it comes to landscaping. Number The third segment, we're going to be talking about why picking up after FIDO is a must, a must. Some stories to, to relate to you on that uh, that didn't turn out too well for the sellers. Remember, the fourth segment we're going to be talking about is, is why maintaining rather than replacing decks and patios is most of the time the best way to go for sellers. And then, of course, our tip of the week, and I'm going to give you a little hint, it involves retaining walls. With that said, uh, a little brief history about myself, and that is I've been in real estate now for close to two decades. I absolutely love it. I think it's a fantastic uh, profession to be in. I've been in the Metro East area working real estate, and that's in Newfoundland, Edwardsville, Shiloh, Belleville, Waterloo, Columbia. Uh, we have a winning, successful team of agents underneath me, and we've been uh, having some great success. Our sellers have been having great success throughout the entire Metro East. We've been seeing not only our sellers, but other agents, other sellers having some fantastic success. Uh, we've had probably a year that has stayed, pricing has, has, has been moving in the right direction for the entire year. And I can tell you in past years, uh, when it can, when involves most of the Metro East, there's always going to be a pocket here and there. It just, it just works that way. But by far, the most of the Metro East area and your Sky Force Base, Mascuda, all those places uh, are having fantastic success getting their house sold. So if you're if you're just thinking about you know pulling the trigger, you know right now we're right at the point where most buyers are trying to get in before the holidays. So we're you know we're right at that Christmas, New Year's. Uh, it's a perfect time to get your house onto the market. Look, you know, call us. That's fantastic. But call call your agent. Call someone you know, like and trust, and talk with them and get the and get things going. Because we don't know, you've heard me talk about this before, but it's it's so true. We just don't know uh, where the market's going to be at, uh, even in three months. 
yes, it could go up, but it also could go down. And you, you have to understand that 50-50 is on two months. And 30 days, even though it's not likely to happen, markets can shift in 30 days too. And you want to make sure that if they go up, well, that's fantastic. But sometimes they go down for various reasons. So if you're looking at selling your house, this is this has probably been the best time we've seen in years. So um, I think it'd be a great time to pull the trigger, get things going, get your house on the market. I know we're having a lot of sellers that are thinking the same way, that they not only want to get their house sold, but they want to be in their new house before before the holidays. And so the timing couldn't be better. Also, I want to talk about how we how you can get a hold of us, how you can listen to more of the programs. One of the issues that we found was is that, look, we, we live busy lives. We get that. And even though everyone should be listening between 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. every Saturday, it's so easy to do so with the app that 1260 has. You can get the app on your, on your Droid or your iPhone. It's not a problem. But also... Uh, but also there's other ways now that we've given people the opportunity to, if you can't listen to it when it's on the air, that you can listen to it later on. And that's with podcasts. And podcasts are growing and growing in numbers. And so we wanted to make sure that we had it available to our listeners. And you can go to Google Play, you can go to iTunes, and you can listen to the entire show. You can listen to parts that maybe you missed. I was just talking to somebody the other day that they kind of, they forgot, they got busy, and they missed half the show. And part of the things they wanted to, to catch up on was is the first segment or the second segment. So it's a great opportunity to be able to do that. And you can always like us on Facebook also. So there's just different ways that you can you know, reach out and, and listen to shows if you don't catch them this Saturday. Hopefully, hopefully you can. Hopefully maybe you're driving your car, you're driving someplace, or maybe at the house, listen to it on the radio. With that said, let's go into what we talked about before as far as catching them on the curve. And the number one reason why you want to make sure that you do that as a seller is the buyers won't go into your house. And I do mean they won't go into your house. I can tell you time and time again that in past years when I work more with buyers, uh, but my team talks about it also and other agents talk about it, that situation of pulling up into the driveway to kind of give an overview. They see the grass is a little bit longer. The bushes aren't maintained. There's no rock around it as far as the landscaping goes. And so you have all those things going against them and the door is a little shabby. It's a little gray or it's not really, (laughs) the front door doesn't really pop out at you. And they just turn to the agent and they say, next. I mean, it's, it's that simple. And the reception, whether it's true or not, perception from buyers is that if the house isn't maintained on the outside, it can't be maintained on the inside. And they're going to go out and look at other houses. And as I mentioned, uh, this heard a story the other day about that same situation where a buyer, their initial house, the house that they wanted to look at, was this particular house. They had three to five other houses they wanted to, but what drew them their attention was this house. But when they got up to it and they found out that, you know, nothing seemed to have been done, it just, it looked, it looked rough. They decided against it and they went out and they found another house that day and bought that house. So again, most people get that. I really do think most people get that, but unfortunately sometimes people 
Uh, it's important to focus on the inside of the house. That's true. But you can't neglect the outside of the home. And what we're talking about naturally is the basics for the most part. We're going to go in a little bit more depth about some of the other things you can do. But basically think of it in the aspect of making sure that the grass is mowed. Get into the habit of a weekly mowing. And understand, weeds don't understand droughts. They don't understand when it doesn't rain, okay? So many times the grass may not be that long, but if you take a little look at it, uh, good or bad, uh, you may have some weeds popping up. So you want to make sure you get into the habit of, of mowing that lawn weekly or having someone done it. And we're seeing more and more of that from uh, from home sellers in all price ranges of having a landscaper coming in, maintaining the yard while it's, while it's on the market. Trimming those shrubs. Again, it's so important. It just lets a more cleaner appearance. You really want to make sure that you have those shrubs clean, I mean, uh, uh, cut, and especially in front of bay windows. Uh, I, I will admit, I'm a little surprised sometimes from sours. I guess it's probably just because they've been there for a long time. But having bay windows and having the shrubs so big that you literally can't hardly see out of them. So the idea of having a bay window is kind of defeated when you can't even let natural light come in or you can't even see out. I had a situation I heard one time about uh, some uh, homeowners, I mean, some, some home buyers that I was just say were were not tall. They were they were a little bit shorter, and they walked into a house and they looked out the bay window and they literally couldn't see anything but you know the the bushes that were about six inches away from the window. Uh, that wasn't a house they thought was going to work for them. So getting those things basic done, edging is another thing that can be really, really important to do. That's a wow factor. Uh, don't forget about the mailbox. Buyers, again, are looking at your house as you're, as you're walking up. They're making determinations on how well you're maintaining your house and what they can expect on the inside. So with that said, uh, I didn't mention to before, we're going to get into the next segment, we'll be talking about uh, the strategies of having less versus more, uh, why that's a winning strategy for for, for uh, landscaping. With that said, I didn't tell you how to get the book, because we're offering the book for free uh, with no cost whatsoever to you. All you have to do is go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and get the book free. If you're just thinking about selling your home, Please get it. You don't have to use us. That's okay. Uh, but just get the book. Hey, listen, right? Said so. We'll see you in a few. Welcome back, everyone, to Right Said So with your host Brian Boat. Thanks so much for joining us this this Saturday. I, I, I kind of left you kind of recap what we talked about uh, in the last segment, the first segment, and that was the importance of making sure that you have your your yard mowed on a weekly basis. And if it's springtime, you know that's past now, but we have kind of strange weather, and so sometimes you get in a situation of mowing it twice a week. That's okay. Uh, making sure that those shrubs and those tree limbs. One of the things I probably didn't get a chance to talk as much about low lying tree limbs. People do not like to duck underneath the sidewalk to get to your house so uh, to avoid a tree limb. So you want to make sure you have those taken care of, too. So you want to make sure that that yard matches what their expectations is when they walk into your house. 
And one of the things that people sometimes fall into, and, and I want to, to hope uh, to, to kind of let you know you might want to avoid, they tend to want to add more landscaping. And most sellers have much more better success by either maintaining what they have or taking some away. I mentioned in the last uh, segment about uh, the, the bushes that had grown up past a, a bay window and the, and the people couldn't see. And we've had situations like that, and the sellers have literally just pulled the bushes out. Either they've had somebody, in one case they had somebody do it, in another case they've done it themselves, but they just pulled the bushes out and didn't replace it with anything. Uh, mulch was a word that escaped me in the first segment, but either by mulching it or putting rock down in front, uh, it wasn't, it, it didn't have a dramatic effect that people thought it would. Many times, and yes, this comes from the East Coast and the West Coast uh, shows that they have on TV, and they're always talking about landscaping and spending tens of thousands of dollars. You know, we're here at the Midwest, okay, and this is a different market, different price points, different everything. And the reason why I wrote the book was because of that, because there's just so much information out there that doesn't pertain to us, not, not here in the heartland. And so by just pulling them out, simply pulling them out, putting some mulch down in this situation, it was mulch, had no problems with it. It gave the bay window the, the, the look that it needed, and that was a great thing. And so, again, taking things out. Remember, buyers are looking at two things when they're looking at your landscaping. Looking at number one is, is how much time is it going to take to maintain this? And number two, if they're going to have somebody do it, how much is it going to cost me if I have all this landscaping to maintain? So, again, landscaping is one of those things is it's good to have, as I said earlier, if you have to pull some out, it's okay. You can replace it. We've seen people also replace it with smaller shrubs or whatever, and, and, and that's fine too. But one of the issues that the front yard can, can have is it can be too crowded. And what happens sometimes, especially when the house was, was built, a new construction in different, different uh, areas of Fallon, Child, Swansea, whatever, and uh, the new homeowner who built it, um, needs to do landscaping. And, and it's not uncommon that since the bushes and that are so small that they kind of crowd things together. And all of a sudden, when they finally grow to maturity, you know, they have kind of like five bushes combined into one. So, again, thinning it out is never a bad idea. Adding to it is usually not the direction to go. Again, you're adding that work and you're adding that time that you don't want to do. The same thing goes into the backyard. The backyard is just as important. It's nice if you have what you have, and that's okay. But we've seen people that, around Dexter in particular, all of a sudden get the idea that they want to start putting in bushes. And they've always wanted to do that, and maybe even along the fence lines and, and in different parts of the area. Remember, those bushes, those whatever shrubs, are going to be things that the buyers are going to be thinking about that they're going to have to maintain. And, yes, they may be small now, but they're going to be living here for the next five, seven, ten years, and they're going to have to maintain it down the road. So your backyard is just as important as your front yard. Think of less rather than more. Don't be afraid, and talk with your agent, of course, but don't be afraid of taking something out and not putting something back. 
In most cases, there's already plenty of landscaping to start with, and thinning it out is usually a pretty winning com- uh, uh, combination to do. With that said, I kind of briefly mentioned about edging, but edging is just a wow factor. And we've known sellers that had never edged their house before around the, the driveway and the sidewalk and, and maybe around the landscaping, but decided to do it. And it just gives buyers that little bit of a wow factor. Uh, and the sellers were very happy they did it because it just makes your house stand out a little bit more that the maintenance on the outside is going to match the the uh, conditions of the inside. And so it's a winning combination with that. Also, think about trees. And when I say less is more, on occasion, it doesn't happen too often, but you have occasions where the trees have grown such that you can't literally see the house. And that's a, that can be a problem, not only for trying to get someone into it because the agent's going to have to take a picture of the front of the house at one time or another, and you want to be able to see, you know, buyers want to be able to see what they're going to buy. So that's always kind of an important thing that you want to make sure. So if you have a tree or two, uh, especially the low-lying ones, and I understand that they, they may have flowering ones and they may be, they're, 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 they might be very nice trees, but keep in mind, if they can't see your house, they're less likely to want to even go look at it. So that's why cutting down a tree or two, we've had sellers do that, and it's opened up the entire area and has had a dramatic effect on being able to take the pictures and really showcasing the beauty of, of people's houses. And so that's really important with that. And the last thing on that is, is if you have dead trees, get them cut down. Okay. Just get them cut down. If you have tree limbs, get them cut down, uh, that are dead. Make sure you maintain that. I think most people know that, but I can't tell you how many times that it's going to come up that the buyer, number one, is going to say the tree's dead. Why is it still there? Okay. That doesn't make much sense to the buyer. Uh, but number two, if they do decide to move forward with it, that they're either going to take the price off of that, what that tree would cost to remove, and we talked about this before. Don't think of one-to-one or even two-to-one cost. Most buyers are going to do three to five. And so we had a situation where, again, maybe $1,000 is a smaller tree to get it taken down. The buyer offered $5,000 less off the top just because of that tree. So, again, not only is it a good idea to get it taken care of because it's going to be a problem down the road, <laughs> even in inspections and what buyers think about it, but it can cost you serious money. With that, we're going to be going into the next segment, and that is the segment of picking up FIDO and uh, picking up after FIDO. And we're also going to talk about those, those doggone litter boxes, too. We want to make sure that we have those cleaned out, too, and that's going to be in the next segment. Hey, while you're here, like us on Facebook. Just we really greatly appreciate. It. We're always trying to give value on our Facebook page, and also take the opportunity. There's this information. If you like what you're hearing now, there's even more information in the book, and I made it so it'd be simple and easy guide for people to be able to get top dollar and a fast sale for their house. So go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and go pick up the book. Get it today. Many people have already done it. We've had some great reviews. I thank you so much for that. With that said, we're, you're listening to Race Head Solo, and I'll be back in a few.
Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Soul. I'm your host, Brian Boats. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Uh, and, and more importantly, a fantastic Saturday. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. I left you with the last segment talking about, and this is really big. It, it, I understand it has some humor to it, to, 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 to folks, but picking up after Fido in the backyard is a must. And I don't care the size of the dog. Of course, you have the Great Danes and the bigger dogs. It's kind of a given that people are going to do it. But, yes, those, those little chihuahuas and those little poodles, uh, they have to go also. And I just heard a story actually this week. An agent was talking about how the buyers walked in this house, beautiful house, loved the house. They went out to the backyard. They loved the backyard. Things were going great. They all three walked in, and it wasn't until they hit the steps going upstairs that they realized that they had doggy doo-doo. All three of them had it on their shoes. And it was on the new carpeting that was in the living room. It was now on the new carpeting on the steps. It was now in the kitchen floor that happened to be new also. Uh, That's not a good thing. Okay. First off, the buyers are mortified. Okay. No one wants that to happen to the seller. I mean, no one wants to intentionally do that. Never seen that happen. That's not something they want to do. So, and and to top it off, in this situation, it didn't happen that often, but in this situation, there was another showing that was scheduled in the next half an hour. So, this was just a, a calamity of situations that, by simply, by simply making sure that you pick up after FIDO, uh, can can solve that. Again, there's humor to it, but the trouble is 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 that it gets real serious when something like that happens. And just so you know, for whatever reason, neither one of those buyers put an offer on that particular house. So again, it can have an effect on buyer's perception. Understanding perception is reality in real estate. That's how buyers look at things. They're always going by perception. They don't know what they don't know. First time they've been in your house. So when things go wrong, many times that can lead to no offer. Uh, and it's the exact opposite of what sellers want to have happen. So, again, a good rule of thumb, believe it or not, I've seen companies on Facebook that actually go out and will clean your yard. If you haven't done that, if time is, is, is of the essence. And then if you take your dog out to walks or out to parks or down the street, you know, most of us now have gotten in the habit of having having those bags with us. Uh, we've seen sellers that, you know, do the same thing. When, when Fido goes out or Fido's go out, um, afterwards they go out and just stay on top of it, do it a daily basis, do it as a routine. Uh, some sellers think that by telling people that they have dogs, <clears throat> that they'll, that buyers will, you know, you know, basically beware. Uh, it's a good thought, but couple of things that happen. Number one, you don't really want them to be watching every step like it is a landmine that they're going to be walking on. You want them to really enjoy your backyard, the things you've done to it. But secondly, sometimes they get so excited about the yard, they don't even think about it. So again, if you want to avoid those situations, make sure that you're cleaning up after FIDO. It's, it's, it's funny, but it's also pretty serious uh, when bad things happen. The other part, too, is this is more inside, but, again, litter boxes. Okay, litter boxes 
can put them in utility rooms. You can put them in the garage. It's even better uh, for showings. You really want to try to get them out. And, and if you don't, uh, for two reasons. Number one, not everyone's a cat person. Okay, not, number well, not everybody's a pet person, but but there tends to be more people that maybe aren't cat people. So it's always best to kind of out of sight, out of mind. But the other reason is 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 again that litter box is what they're using to go to the bathroom. And we've had situations where just recently, you know, an agent was telling me that they walked into a house and the, the stench of, of of urine, but it was really more of an ammonia apparently with cats. Um, the buyers walked in, smelt that, and walked right back out. So again, not only with your with your dogs, but also with your cats. Again, get into the habit of a daily situation of doing it on a daily basis of making sure that litter box is in good shape and making sure that backyard or the front yard or the side yard, wherever your dogs go, because you know how dogs are, they'll do do it wherever, whether you want them to or not. Again, it's somewhat funny, but on the same token, it's also pretty serious that you want to make sure that's taken care of. Our next segment, we'll be talking, uh, as I mentioned earlier, about, you know, it's usually why it's better to maintain rather than replace decks, patios, things of that nature. We'll be going more detail about that. If you haven't done it already, do yourself a favor. Get the book, Race That Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Get the House Sold for Top Dollar and Fast in the Metro East. Get it today. It's free, no strings attached. Go to racethatsold.org, net.com, and get it. Hey, after the break, we will be talking about decks and patios. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. Thanks so much for staying with us. We've been talking today about catching them at the curb and why that is such an important thing. It's not just a catchy phrase. We talked about earlier about how buyers literally, uh, we've seen it more than a few times, will drive up to the house and literally tell the agent next, they don't look at the house. And it just goes back on to if the house isn't maintained on the outside, it's not a good thing to to maintain it on the uh, inside. So with that said, is, is let's go into decks and patios. The biggest thing I can tell you with decks and the biggest issues that we see more times than not from buyers and their concerns is, is that the wobbly stairs are the wobbly uh, railing. And that could be around the deck or even walking down the stairs. That is the number one thing that we see happening, and it's such a simple fix. In most cases, it doesn't take much, whether or not the seller is able to or not, to bring in the handyman and just make sure that's secured and solid. What we've seen is, is that the people all of a sudden think that the deck has to be replaced. It's, it must be no good. It must be bad. Um, those buyers that have written offers on many times, not always, but many times those offers have been much, much lower, usually in protection of themselves, thinking that they're going to have to put a whole new deck on. When the simple fix is usually just some securing the stairs, securing the handrails, and also around around the, um, the, the deck itself, the railings around the deck, which traditionally most of them have. Make sure you do that. It's a simple thing. Uh, yes, you may have to replace a deck, but actually it's very rare. And if you do have to replace a deck, many times you just have to put, replace the wood 
if it's been rotted out, depending on how well it's been, been maintained through the course of, of, of how long the sellers own the house. Um, sometimes it's just a few boards. But safety also is important because you have some rotten sections. You don't want somebody falling through. And, yes, we have stories of that happening. And, luckily, we've not heard too many about getting seriously injured, but we have had some twisted ankles and, and some um, – some scraped up uh, ankles and even knees. So you don't want that as a homeowner too. You don't want that liability. So making sure that you have those, you know, taken care of. And that's why decks uh, are beautiful. They're fantastic. But if you have those, those things, as I mentioned, uh, that's going to cause a, a concern for buyers. Of course, you always want to have it stained in, in good working order. Uh, as we're moving into October, moving into November, December, that may not be always possible. Uh, you know, it's great if you can, but if you can't, uh, as long as it's maintained, uh, you want to make sure that it's sturdy and steady. Uh, that's what that that's the main thing. And yes, it's nice if you can get it stained, but it's not always the end of the world. Uh, people, you know, people kind of get that, especially the time of the year. With patios, I think the thing with patios that you have to um, to keep in mind is. Uh, the biggest thing is to make sure they're swept off, especially in the backyard. Make sure there's no leaves on them. Make sure people can see them. And and what we run into problems with, we've seen sellers do, is is maybe the patio isn't the best. It's a concrete patio, and maybe it isn't the best shape. And they will rip it out, and they will spend thousand dollars more to put a brick patio in. Again, I would urge you to reconsider that. In most cases, if you just maintain what you have, a concrete patio, that's fine. If you want to, you can put the brick in, but it's not going to give you a return on investment. The same thing is if you do need to get a deck replaced, uh, strongly encourage you not to go with one of those 25 or 50 year, year decks. Okay, it's not that they're not a good product, but again, I've seen sellers spend twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars on these decks, and there's not a return on investment. I mean, the appraisal is just not going to appraise out. Even if you try to put it on there, we've seen the appraisal just knocks it out and says, no, you know, a deck is a deck is a deck. So you want to make sure that you have that. The other thing, too, and what a subject that I meant to bring up before, the front door, catching people at the front door is, is, is really important. Some of the little things become big things, and that is, is when people walk up to the front door, did you paint the door? I mean, the front door, is it, is, it, is it weathered? You know, having just a fresh coat of paint doesn't take too much to do that. makes a whole different appearance uh, to buyers and different impression when they get closer up to the door. Also, making sure that lock, and it just had this happen, but one of my, actually one of my agents uh, could not get into a house because the, the, the lock was stuck. And they just couldn't get in. And the buyers just got frustrated. There were some other houses they wanted to look at. And the situation, unfortunately, for those particular sellers that we couldn't get into, the buyers bought another house. They never got to see the house just because of that silly lot. Look, I get it. Most people, especially have an attached garage, you know, you, you never use that front door. And, you, and the only time that you have that key, you got to go even search, look for a key to give to your realtor so they can put it in the lockbox to be able to show it. But make sure, make sure that that is maintained. One of the simplest fixes, one of the very simplest fixes is, is get some WD-40, spray it on a key. Prefer not to put it in the door lock. It could stain you know, as it rolls down the door. And just work it a few times. 
95% of the time, that's, that's all you have to do. And again, those little things do mean a lot. So you want to make sure you have those things in place. Painting the front door, making sure that the lock is working. Uh, they seem, you know, pretty simple. And most sellers get that. But there are occasions where sellers don't. And it can have some really tragic, you know, consequences of, of potentially losing a sale. As well as situations where you don't know if the, if the buyers never get inside the house. Who knows what could have happened? You want to make sure you have those things. We talked about, again, the decks. Uh, don't over-improve the patios. You know, putting a brick patio in is not going to give you the value that most sellers think. So keeping what you have is a good thing. And, again, the locks, painting the doors, and maintaining the decks. And do those things along with the other things we talked about earlier about the yard, and you're going to have some fantastic success. You're going to have people that are going to eyeing your house, and that's what you really want. You want them to be saying, wow, my gosh, this, this doesn't have too much landscaping, has just enough and has, has the yards in great shape and the trees <clears throat> are easy to walk past. With that said, uh, I'm always offering the book. The book is absolutely free. Uh, so many people have already gotten it, and I do appreciate that. The feedback has been very positive. I do appreciate that too. But go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and go get the book. It's absolutely free. It'll be delivered to you by mail. Uh, no questions asked. With that, we're going to do the tip of the week coming up next, and that has to do with retaining walls. So I'll leave you with that and see you in a few. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Vogt. Thanks for joining us. As I mentioned uh, in the last segment and also in the first segment, uh, beginning of the hour today, about the tip of the week, and that has to do with retaining walls. Retaining walls, I think most people know what they are. They're usually keeping something back, usually a hillside. They, people put them on the hills. Sometimes you can have steps going up the side of a house, sometimes even the backyard. Sometimes for swimming pools where there may be a must. The reason why I bring up retaining walls is, is they are beautiful. They are fantastic. But unless you have an erosion problem, uh, a serious one, uh, when it comes to getting ready to sell your house, don't decide to put them in now. And just had it three times in a row. We heard stories about people that, you know, love the look of retaining walls. In one particular situation, they had a hill. Now, the hill wasn't an erosion problem in their backyard. Uh, it, was, it was very, very nice. But they'd always wanted a retaining wall, and they thought that it looked so, so, so nice. And it did. And after 15,000 hours, and when they put it on the market and found out that they weren't going to get any value for that, they were, to put it mildly, disappointed. Again, retaining walls are fantastic when they have a purpose. If you're buying a home and now you want to start putting that, you know, that, that hill in a retaining wall, you plan on being there for 7, 10, 15, 20 years, who knows? Hey, that makes sense. But when you're getting ready to sell your home, retaining walls, as I mentioned earlier in another segment about brick patios, instead of having concrete, those are the things you really don't want to over-improve, okay? And we had another situation where it was the side of, of a yard, and they decided to put steps in. They started putting some minor retaining walls in as they went up. Again, a $5,000 when they were all said and done. Return on investment, practically zero. 
And again, that's also the appraisal aspect of it. Most appraisers, I think it's something like 94, 96%. I don't know what it is exactly, but is on the inside of the home, and that's usually above ground. So that's your first and second story if you have one. So it's important to know that when you're doing any of this yard work coming up. Again, sometimes you have to to put pools in, but if you did have to do it for pools, and we've seen that happen, they wouldn't have a pool, that's probably not going to be a return investment either. You know, yes, I know they're very expensive, but again, as far as reselling your home, you're just not going to see a return investment uh, for that money, but it does look great. And I mean, I, I think chain walls are fantastic. But when it comes down to the tip, understand very simply, if you can do without retaining walls, do without them. It's not going to be return investment. It costs you thousands of dollars on the other end. With that said, hey, I want to thank everyone for joining me today. Uh, I hope you learned something. I hope you got some information you needed to, to move forward. Always making sure that people know about the book. Uh, again, we've had some great responses back. We do appreciate that. People have taken advantage of the offer. It's absolutely free. There's no strings attached. Go to readysetsill.org, put a few bits of information so we can mail you out the book. And, uh, you know, happy selling. Hopefully uh, hopefully that you decided to, to make the move and uh, have some great success on the, uh, on the market because we've got a great one going on right now, and hopefully sellers are taking advantage of it. With that, hey, make it a great day, make it a great weekend, and have a fantastic week. I will see you next Saturday. Yeah.